This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, why does white government care about black hair? Also, the TV series Atlanta, black comedy, and why Cat Williams is a motherfucking American treasure. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. We are living Jay single. Oh, you thought she was about to take that oh, verse. Oh, we're living the single All right, I'll life. accept it. We are living. Check it out. Hey, all right. I was singing the, like, the extended one. No, I like it. Okay, that's I'm cool. learning that now because of Hulu. That's cool. That's cool. You know, there was a rumor that that was Max dancing, and she was like, no. That's Big Les. That's not, I don't know. Look, people just don't know things. They just saw oh. like a bob. I'm glad I had that fun fact at the ready. <laughs> That's Big Les. You can Google her. She's a New York personality. A dancer. <laughs> what? You said personality like I would say personality. <laughs> personality. <laughs> she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. You ready for the show? Yes, I am ready. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nurses talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Ew. I like that. Yeah. We should so. keep all of that. Um, okay. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. good. Right now, we are, due to the magic of time, we are in South by Southwest we in are. Texas. We are. In Austin, Texas. But because we're black and time doesn't mean anything, it doesn't exist, we're, we're still, still out here recording a podcast still as able if we to never give left. You a show. Still That's able right. to give you a show. Like we never left yet. It's still <laughs> happening. Here we are. Here we go. Actually, we just recorded recorded two shows in one day, and now Maybe. you're having a show. Maybe because there might be some time sensitive stuff on this show. So true that there may be a few you know. time sensitive things. That's true. That's true. So that's, that's true. why we're letting you know that secret of time travel that we sometimes do. Or maybe we are actually in Texas at South by Southwest and then returned to the past to do this show look, and then return back to the future. Look, sounds like some shit I would do. Still kind of makes That's me angry because I still can't teleport yet. You're mad at teleportation and never came through? I have that. Oh my <laughs> goodness. She's got her fist balled like I, Arthur. I have a passionate beef about that. Uh-huh. Because your I just hands knew. are so tiny. It's really funny to see your fist balled. <laughs> and I like to apologize I if that so, sounds ableist. It's oh, still not to be. To me. Um, okay. I'm still able to use my hands. So this is true. It's not like a thing. They're just tiny. Yeah, that's and it intrigues me. Um, but yes, I'm disappointed mm-hmm. in science supposed to be teleporting by now okay if you'd like to follow the conversation (laughs) of this podcast you can use the hashtag t with qj on twitter instagram on facebook you can use that shit you can use it in your instagram stories Mm -hmm. use it wherever you like we follow we retweet we screenshot shit and repost it and shit we do all that shit we talk back um we like when our listeners talk to each other it's all it's all good yeah keep the conversation going team unity team unity I almost like it. Okay. But it does sound a little bit like, like something what? medical. Why? I don't know. It just sounds a lot like immunity. <laughs> immunity. Immunity is not um, just medical, though. Im- immunity means lots of things. True. They use it in law. They use it, mm. you know, they use it a lot of things. Lauren Hill says she had diplomatic immunity <laughs> in every ghetto community. <laughs> the best line she ever wrote. <laughs> That's a Fuji line. 
Yes, we yeah, only fuck with Lauren Hill from the Fuji's. Yes, okay. All right, moving along. <laughs> uh, we are recording this show at the Indie Creative Network. That is ICN.DJ on the web. If you want to visit their website, they upload fresh new content every hour on the hour. There are fresh articles there. There are podcast streaming there. There are There's video Mm-hmm. happening yeah. on that website it is for us by us the goal of indie creative network is to center voices of people of color yep so make sure you check that shit out yo Word. support and, black business and like if you want to have a podcast or want to do video content or whatever it's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> you can like book them for that shit that's so that's right. you can just a service that you can use yes also you don't have to just take in their content mm-hmm. but you can pay them so you can create your own content hello you know yep could do that i like it yeah speaking of us being at south by southwest in the present and the future <laughs> uh so we are magically somehow at south by southwest by the time you listen into this podcast we will have done our panel that we yes. said we was about to do mm-hmm. we would have done our live show with queer walk yes. that we said we was gonna do mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this early in the day on tuesday the 13th we are this evening having our pod and live south by southwest podcast meetup yeah so please come through to that we'll be at leech's cantina the address and all that good stuff is on our social medias and we'll be in the show, show notes. notes um and we will be there starting at 5 p.m so if you get off work a little bit after five a little bit later than that still come through we'll be there hanging out high-fiving each other um and shit like that word yeah yo like i said turn up for queen good lord don't know about jay i will not i'll be turned but not turned up i will be turned all the way up (laughs) (laughs) scares me nothing can stop me i won't be attempting to stop you so this is true usually you don't (laughs) happy black and free where's janicia she went back to the hotel (laughs) several hours ago it'll be me and money uh-huh and mm-hmm. you and Akita. Me and Akita will be in the hotel <laughs> catching up on whatever shows we were missing. But I think she might leave that day. Even better. Jay will be in the hotel <laughs> catching up on her shows, her programs. <laughs> but okay. All right. Um, speaking of programs, <laughs> do you have any libations? I don't have any that I can think of okay. right now, but I probably will love whatever you say. Right. So my libations is to Jay's libations. Jay. So libations are when we give shout outs when we pour out one for the homies for people places and things that we like things that are giving us black joy things that make us feel good Mm -hmm. and all that good motherfucking shit and all that jazz that's right so my libations for this week are actually to money of queer walk podcast money 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 money. yo do you know that my phone when i type the word money it auto corrects to capitalize that shit so that for money's like name, name like when i'm talking about money as it should Sure, I like it. when my phone does that for Beyonce and it puts the accent. You're supposed to know you to put that on it. You're supposed to know. It knows. At this point, when I put Beyonce, my phone underlines it because it knows I, I might. That. You I might, might actually be going yeah, to, to the <laughs> That is amazing. No, it knows Beyonce is an event. Right. So it underlines it like, do I need to put this in your calendar? Oh, my goodness. Calendar. You're right. Yeah. So I wanted to give libations to money. Um, in addition to being an everyday bad bitch uh, or baddie, as she says, Money also saw has seen Black Panther seven times. Oh my god! 
Okay, yes. I just got excited yeah. because she's seen yeah. it seven so times. So Money has seen Black Panther seven times. By the time this recording is released, she may have seen it 14 times. Yeah. And every time she went those seven times, she had a fresh new Black Panther outfit. outfit. Like a special Black Panther outfit that she, she was She had in. more wardrobe changes than Jennifer Lopez I got an award show. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. All of them popping. All of them were popping. Some of them she made herself, like pieces of it. Like She, she made, made a romper. She made a fucking romper. Amazing. I think she made uh, that cape also, which <sighs> I have imagined myself wearing already <laughs> as if it were mine. So yeah, I wanted to give a libation to Money. Money is a part of, uh, she's a Jabari tribe. Yes. And we recognize yeah. the might of the Jabari. And we are here at South by Southwest seeing it firsthand. Okay. <laughs> so Grant said she uses that sentence for everything now at yes, this point. <laughs> Witness the might of the Jabari first hand. First hand. So that's what we'll be doing um, all South by Southwest yeah. week. If you guys wonder what is happening with us at South by Southwest, we are generating further inside jokes. We are using the term program. Yep. Okay. We are, we are <laughs> replacing O's with U's. Yes. All right. And all kinds of other fun sister girl hijinks okay yes. that's what we're getting into but Word. anyway yeah so libations to um my fellow... your girl trip but for podcasting yeah okay so <laughs> yes um so yeah she's fellow jabari tribe and we libate and salute the homie money i enjoyed that. that i didn't know he was gonna do that i enjoyed that it's nice yay I like that. black panther forever wakanda forever wakanda forever bitch that's right yeah so yes if you would like to Mm. donate yes, yes, to this yes. podcast okay you can do that by going to twithqueenandjay.com go to our donation tab and it's there that we have two options that you can choose because we are some option given bitches options <laughs> <laughs> you're such a great pip thank you um, <laughs> so we have our paypal and that is where people that is where you can drop however much you want in the pot, how many ever, how many times you want. So there's nothing, um, there's no commitment. That's right. There. It's whatever you like. Whatever you like. Whatever you like. Then we have our Patreon, and our Patreon is where we are asking people to give us two dollars a month. So two dollars. This is more of a subscription service type mm-hmm. thing. So two dollars a month. That is only twenty four dollars a year. Yeah. You can up your donation to higher amounts or you can make it lower that is up to you we like we said we are some option given as bitches so you decide and that is something that is done monthly and with that money we are able to sustain the show we are able to grow our network even though jay hates that word we are able to no actually we are able to grow our community like that better um and do things like go by southwest south by southwest Mm -hmm. do things like try to create our own panels and the things we don't see happening, if we right. want to create that space, we kind of have the money to do that because mm-hmm. you donate. And when you give your money to black women, give your money to the world. There you go. That's right. Yes. The black world. Yes. That's right. Yes. But right. what other world is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There is that. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, What kind of tea are you drinking this week? I am drinking black tea, yes. and it's mixed berry. But what made me laugh at the mixed berry is it makes me think of the black people who tell me every kind of black they are, and I don't really oh care. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! I don't really. I feel you. Hey guys, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Not I don't one care person. If, if you're Jamaican, Trinidadian, and your uncle's from Nigeria, we just I don't care. I meant like what part of the Bronx you're yes. from? Yes, <laughs> yes. So it made me think of that mixed berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all that's right. That's what I'm cool drinking. What are you drinking, Jay? I'm drinking English afternoon. <laughs> Which excites me what for does some that reason. Mean? Does it I don't taste know. like English breakfast? Um, you know what? I, I get my English breakfast and my Earl Grey confused. Wait. I don't know. 
<laughs> but it's good. Darjeeling was popping. I had that a few weeks ago. That was popping. But this is cool. I'm okay. rocking with it. All it's right. good. I just I like it because I never Jay heard got it. it. Yeah, when Jay took it out the box, she was like, English English afternoon. afternoon. Very little excites me. It takes, it's, well, excuse me, no. Very many things excite yes. me. It takes very little, little to, to excite me. Her. Unless you're talking about the nasty things. You better put in that work. Put in that one. Talking about the nasty. God. Little <laughs> impresses me, though. But many things excite me. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we're drinking that motherfucking tea. Yes. What do you affirm for yourself mm. today, Jay? I affirm that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. Mm-hmm. And I affirm that, first of all, this year has been shown its ass. It's been really great. It is only March. Yo, we've done so much. It's only March. It's only March. It's not stopping. And um, what the hell? Can't stop, won't stop, bad boy for life. There you have it. Yeah. So, yeah, so I affirm all that shit. I receive good things mm-hmm. and um, I affirm more good things and I am thankful. I affirm my thanks and gratitude for those things. Great. What are you affirming? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. I'm affirming that I am enough. Yes. And I just want to affirm that, like, I'm in Texas. Oh, you are in Texas I'm because in Texas. of time travel. Yeah. And we never been to Texas. I've never been to Texas. Wow. I'm in Texas. I told myself last year um, when my money got better that I was going to like start doing mini trips. And yeah. what's funny is I said to my friend Fred, I was like, Fred, I'm going to start taking mini trips. Where should I go? He's like, oh, Austin is nice. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, Austin, this is like last, maybe even a year and a half mm-hmm. ago. He's like, Austin is nice. You should go to Austin. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just put it yeah. behind. And then a few weeks ago when he was at my house, I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. you said that this should be my mini trip. And it's become my first mini trip of the 2018. That's awesome. Like shit That's so talk cool. about speaking speaking shit into existence yes. so i affirm that i'm supposed to fucking be here i like it you know you are supposed to be here yeah. i like it i actually have a friend that lives in austin and because i don't really have disposable income to travel all mm-hmm. like that like while i would love to visit her austin is not on the list of places that i want to go when yeah. i do have extra money to travel so in my head i'm like why would i ever go there mm-hmm. why would i ever go to austin <laughs> and here we are in austin yeah. so i get to do podcast shit and i get to see my homegirl yeah so it's great it works i out. do see my homegirl in new york so i don't want you guys to think i just fucking left my homegirl for dead in fucking austin texas okay <laughs> i see her when she comes to new york so that's generally that. how i travel is by going where people live right i'm going somewhere where no one lives mm-hmm. so it's like except for all my exes live in texas you never heard that I don't listen to country music. Me neither. I don't know why I've heard that. I listen to that Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. I listen to Carrie Underwood when she smashed his car and shit. Oh. Late. And Achy Bricky. Okay. Moving along. Um, all right. So, are you ready to get into the show? Let's stuff? do it. All right. Let's do it. So, some shit happened. We always talk about um, black hair on this show because Queen and I know that black hair is political. And it's not just hair. It's not just hair. And unfortunately, like... I am not my hair. Sing it. I am not the skin. Mm-hmm. I am the soul that lives within. Yes. That's right, India. I was bopping my head and making like that, that nasty face you make when you're hearing good music. But <laughs> it's like, oh, this shit so good as stink. And I realized, yes, I realized you can't read that um, on a podcast. But <laughs> anyway. A podcast. But anyway, right. So hair, black hair is political because our natural state of its hair has been rejected by white society all throughout 
since we met them since we met those <laughs> motherfuckers right since so we usually have a, a, a segment called moment in black hair this is our spot of tea so we're not doing an official moment of black hair mm-hmm. um but something interesting is happening in the news and so um the u.s court rules that a dreadlock ban during the hiring process is legal so that's fucking crazy um, because the news coming into 2017 and like modern times yeah. was that you can work with dreadlocks and mm-hmm. that you should not be high. You should not be discriminated against because you are a person wearing dreadlocks. Some people refer to them as locks. People have different terminology for, for them. them. I'm not uncomfortable um, with the term dreadlocks. Yeah, I'm not either. As a yeah former possible potential roster. I've never mm-hmm. had dreadlocks. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm cool with that term, but I know it bothers some people. So locks, however you refer to them but not the dreads the 11th u.s circuit court of appeals recently ruled against a lawsuit filed by the equal employment opportunity commission against catastrophe management solutions effectively ruling effectively ruling that refusing to hire someone because of their dreadlocks is legal so the eeoc was um presented (laughs) sorry i just thought of i don't know why i thought of nwa and like eeoc i don't know Maybe because I sounded uncomfortable saying, I don't know why those um, letters together, they don't flow for me. But anyway, I'm going to say equal employment. So the lawsuit was filed by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission on behalf of Chastity Jones, whose job offer was rescinded by the company that she was applying for. According to the case file, Jeannie Wilson, a human resources manager for CMS, commented on Jones locks during a private hiring meeting to discuss scheduling conflicts. You're not even supposed to say things like that. Right. And interviews. Yes. She says to her, quote, they tend to get messy, although I'm not saying yours are, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So the thing with that terminology, first of all, messy is subjective. Yeah. And that's one of the ways in which people like to describe black women's hair, whether you have an afro, the concept of kinks and coils and and very tight curls for white folks is a a sign of how non-white we are yeah and they find that shit offensive and shit Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so just describing anything on a black woman as messy something that's different from you as messy that's the that's a flag on the play it's like that joke chris fox said in that documentary when your hair's relaxed white people relax Oh, is that what he was that a him thing? Yeah. Okay, I thought that was a Paul Mooney joke, but maybe that, it probably no, was. Paul, a Paul Mooney, Mooney likes to say the complexion for. No, he got the complexion for protection. Right, yeah, right, that's right. Paul Mooney. Uh huh. That's funny. Yeah. In their suit, the Equal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission claimed that this was a violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964's Title VII, arguing that dreadlocks are a quote radical character radical characteristic that have been historically used to stereotype african-americans as quote not team players and as unfit for the workplace therefore claiming that dreadlocks do not fit a grooming policy is based on these stereotypes and inherently discriminatory as dreadlocks are a style that's quote physiologically and culturally associated with african-americans so the court comes back with the bullshit and says They disagree, ruling that CMS's, quote, race-neutral grooming policy was non-discriminatory as hairstyles, while, quote, culturally associated with race, are not, quote, immutable physical characteristics. In essence, traits in a person's appearance that are tied to the culture but are otherwise changeable are not protected and can be used to deny job offers. What kind of shit is that? Okay, first I want to say that the only messy dreads I've seen are on the heads of white people. (laughs) Them shits be a mess. Woo! Like actual dirt. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying mess. Yeah. Like dirty. Yeah. Maybe they look smelly. 
Yeah. As far as what they're talking about with grooming. Right. That because, was the only time that I see. Yeah, right. Something when you're, when you have a straighter, um, curl pattern or no curl pattern or you whatever, have to put, you have to write, you put more product or let your hair, if you don't use any, you products, probably you wash really, your hair left. So right. your, your hair gets greasier. It takes a lot longer for it to lock yeah. because that's just not what white hair does. It don't just lock yeah. up like that. So that's usually when I've seen dreads where I'm, I'm thought to myself those need to Good be God. need to be groomed right mm-hmm. i don't you know like even if your dreads are not dreads that are um matted no not free form yeah free from dreads mm-hmm. like even to me i don't see free from dreads and think messy right you know like mm-hmm. it's usually when i see dreads that are on white people's heads because they have to have add so much product or let their hair like be really really dirty right. in order for it to do that is you when can I think wash about your grooming. Hair. Yes, because you can wash your, your hair, hair as a people black person, dry, yeah. 4C person or whatever, All the time. and like lock your hair like during the process yes. that it's trying to lock. Yep. If you really if you're just cool with it lo- locking and you don't want it necessarily to lock in any particular pattern, pattern or equal measurement, you can just not comb it and still know. wash it and keep it clean and. It just lock up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So white folks, when they're locking, they typically do a different thing. And, yeah, because you know, they need, they they need the buildup of stuff yeah, for their hair to do that. Thing. So that's the only time I've actually seen dreads in my life where mm-hmm. I've thought of grooming. Like, right. that's what I'm just trying to insinuate that. That's the only time I saw locks and thought they need grooming. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm thinking of grooming, I'm thinking of, like, smells. Right. And, like, you know, the, like being a person in the workplace, those are usually the things you're talking about with grooming mm-hmm. is, like, you know, don't come to work smelly. Like, you know, look like you, like, bathed and right. <laughs> put on clothes mm-hmm. to come here and that you're ready to work. I don't know what a black woman's dreads, how they deter from that mm-hmm. is basically my point. Right. Yeah. Right. And it kind of speaks to um, cultural norms and stuff, right? Because within the, at least within the Western world, black folks living within the Western world who lock their hair, it's all different type of ways Mm -hmm. to lock your hair. And so if if your concern was a certain type of grooming or a certain type of look, or if you just turn, if you think that certain dreads are messy and certain dreads are not messy or whatever, if you were looking at this through a black lens that wasn't just offended by like 4C hair or Mm -hmm. like kinky hair, um, then I feel like the terminology of grooming could be a bit more culturally sensitive. Yeah. Like yeah. they're using this language is through a strictly white, white lens yeah. as to Which like is, what looks good yeah. and what looks groomed mm-hmm. and what looks clean. And it's unfortunate that the court is looking at it as this race neutral thing because it's nothing really, it's not race neutral. It's not race neutral, but that's why I always, I said this a few episodes ago where I have issues with dress codes or like workplaces saying what they want you to look like because they're always through a white lens on right. how they want you to look. And that's usually never how I want to look. I don't, you know, I don't ever want to fit in those spaces. Mm Because for me, I mean, look wise, because it just always looks restricting. Yeah. And that's just not how I want to be. And I think also it fails to take in um, dreadlocks as a as a cult i mean as a um cultural slash religious practice yeah for rastafarians so yeah, are they totally are they even though many rastafarians opt out of this kind of organized work structure mm-hmm. or this kind of like working within the system kind of structure for those who choose to opt into it are they this is discrimination yeah because, it's discrimination yeah because it's 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 not the same thing so that's not what i'm saying but like i can because i'm muslim i could be at the workplace with my hair covered mm-hmm. so it's it's because you see the religious 
Right, because you're aware of it at this stage. Yes, at this stage, at this stage. But you know that religious connection and impact, so you probably are less likely right now to say something to me. Mm -hmm. But that should be taken into consideration. Because if you don't know if someone is Rastafarian or not, so to me, I would for me, I would assume that that that's what that is until proven Mm -hmm. something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like go to what the, I guess with the extreme. I don't want to call it extreme. I guess what the what the what's the most what's the most culturally safe like what is the most considerate yes way to proceed yes this? yes you know what i'm saying so yeah. if this is a religious practice mm-hmm. if it is a cultural practice yeah how can i be most respectful of this yeah it may be none of those things but it's important that i respect your agency as a person exactly. with you know exactly shit going on exactly because yeah. i remember when i was working at h&m I don't cover my head. As a Muslim woman, I don't cover my head. Right. It's just something I don't do. But there were days where I would cover my head because I didn't do my hair that mm-hmm. day. I just wanted to. And then I, I know how to do hair head wraps, mm-hmm. so whatever. And I'll have managers who will be like, you're not supposed to cover your head because we weren't allowed to wear hats. You could. Right. So I'll say I'm Muslim, and then they'll just stop right there. They wouldn't mm-hmm. Like, even if they don't know me, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even take it further to like, well, you never wore this before. So I was or you there. never did that. You know, they yeah. would. As soon as I said I am Muslim, they was like, okay. And they believe wow. me. Wow, I was there, and I was bald at that time. But also, I never—that was never anything that crossed my mind when I saw black women that had their hair covered. I didn't mm-hmm. even think of it because this yeah. is culturally, this is like what we do. Yeah. Um. But also, no one ever said anything to me like, "Oh, I'm gonna address so and so." It's just—it's just interesting, like how shit like that can happen yeah. around you, and yeah, you not, not even, even know. Yeah, I've had—I'll just say I'm Muslim, and mm-hmm. I'll just be like, it would be like. Okay, and then it would just leave it alone. Um, so that's how I think the approach, at the very least, should be when it comes to someone with locks, because you don't know why. Just as soon as they say this is cultural practice, or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the law protects them, you leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. I used to cover my head in high school because of my um Christian slash Rasta shit that I was doing, Mm -hmm. and I used to have to every year I would have to get a note and have it signed because you are not allowed to cover your hair or wear a hat or wear a scarf. Really? Or Sometimes I would wear the Rasta hat with the, you know, yeah, the, the print the on the outside, the colors. Uh, other times I would wrap my hair and I would have to get a note. And that's crazy. Yeah. And so I would get the principal to sign a note. Eventually he was like, the first time it was like, what is this? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And he was, he was fine about it, but he was like, what's happening? And then the next time he was like, oh, you do this every year. Right. And he was like really nice about it. And that was cool. But it was still a process that I had to go through. And then I had this white Italian teacher said, I was in there and I had my thing on. She was like, so is this a thing? This is what you do. This this is going to be an everyday, like in front of everybody. Like this is a, wow. and I was, I'm, I, you know, at that stage in the game You're and place child. and time. Right. I'm a child and I'm used to this type of aggression from white people mm-hmm. in life. So I, I took it as just normal. This is normal everyday whackness that white people do. So yeah. it was like, whatever. I had white people um touch well you know we know that they touch it but i was sitting i was sitting somewhere and i had a lot of hair under my hat and she she i was in some after school program and this white lady pushed my head like down like i I guess i was i don't know if they asked if i was in the way or maybe she just was like can everybody see and like jokingly like leaned her whole body on my head to push she was a tiny person so it wasn't yeah yeah and by then first of all first of all you're tall Let's start there. Well, I was sitting, but yes, no, tall still. You're still tall yes, when you're sitting. Yes, yes. That's like 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so no. just this general cultural insensitivity to other people's, to black space, like our bodies and like what they do and shit like that or whatever. It's just your face right now. I'm getting again. mad. I'm thinking yeah. about my parents and how I appreciate that. Like most of my white interactions as a child was with them. They were controlled. Yes. So that they mm-hmm. could like fucking be my power rangers yeah. and not have people fucking. They were controlled because they had to be <laughs> for you to, for you to, for you to survive and <laughs> be who you are and walk around with the confidence of a mediocre white man <laughs> they were like she deserves this yo like what the fuck? i'm gonna protect her i don't know what I, I did beat up my teacher in second grade though because <laughs> she grabbed me what she grabbed me uh-huh. and in my mind it was like a white person is grabbing me attack wow. because of the way i was raised Wow. And I beat her up. So I feel like if I had more of those situations, I probably would be in special ed or something because. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like, because uh-huh. she grabbed me. You're not supposed to touch me. Yeah. I don't care if I'm in second grade right. and I'm seven and I'm not supposed to know things. Mm-hmm. You grabbed me. Now I have to attack you. Wow. That's deep. I just remember that. Yeah. I so. tripped my kindergarten teacher by accident and she <laughs> broke her nose. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then she retired <laughs> mid year. Big feet, and I was slew footed, so they was pointed outward, and I tripped her, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And nobody knew. We never talked about it, but in my heart, I was like, "No, I know I tripped that bitch. I tripped her. Her nose was all bloody on the concrete. We were outside walking like from one place to another. She was oldish, and um, yeah, yo, she broke her nose, and then we had a new teacher, and then the new teacher didn't let us have toys in class anymore. I was like, "Oh, I fucked it up for everybody." Anyway, she retired, so. Oh, but the I teacher okay. I beat up, she actually became my favorite teacher. Because <laughs> I come from a place. Fucking dangerous mind. I come from a place of violence. Where that's how you interact with that me. shit. Oh, that's so she funny. She became my favorite teacher. Okay, well, back to dreadlocks. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up as some shit that's happening and some shit to be aware of. And uh, another reason why black hair is so important because everything is fucking political and we can't just fucking exist and be we, normal. We want it to be just hair. That's it. That'll just be nice. Just want to mind our business. And That'll enjoy be our nice. Day, go to our jobs. Go home. Have a little dinner. Supper. De- as de- folks we just want to detangle in peace. That's it. That's we want to detangle in peace. I don't know. Can't live. Can't. We, we know. We what? know because of time. Time. And now time travel. That's right. Black woman time travelers. Mm-hmm. Um. The show Atlanta has debuted. It has come back to us. That's right, yo. Atlanta has returned. We're going to talk about a little bit about the first episode. Uh, we know that a new episode has, has come happened. out. But we are here in the Afro future. And this is our fucking show. We're going to talk about the first episode. Yeah, We're going to do that. And y'all, we are. y'all going to listen. That's right. So, so I was happy that the show is back on. Exciting. The show actually came on when um, How to Get Away with Scandal was on. So mm. I had to watch it later. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of had anxiety because, like, no, the world is watching Atlanta. Oh, wow. I wonder if they did this on purpose. And I'm not. Because they weren't competing. Wasn't it on Wednesdays last year? I don't think really shows really compete like that anymore because the way TV works now. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm okay with, remember when if that was a competition, if the two black shows came on the same time? Mm -hmm. I don't really see it that way because we have so many options. That's why we watch TV, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't know. I wasn't even thinking of that. Mm -hmm. I just had anxiety because Twitter was watching Atlanta. A lot of my Twitter was watching Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I was still watching How to Get Away with Murder. Got it. And I was like, "No, don't do this. We gotta do the same thing. I will not have it all." <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but yeah, I was really excited because we it took us forever to get the second season. Yeah, I think we thought we were going to be waiting for it a little bit longer. I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. But um, yeah, so Atlanta happened. I really enjoyed the show. Cat Williams was oh, on it. That was the best cameo. Ever. ever it was unexpected yes and it made so much sense so cat williams is in it playing urn's uncle, uncle. and he is yeah. my uncle that's that uncle doesn't like when we say we all have that uncle <laughs> but we all have that uncle yes you know what i'm saying or auntie or whatever who they needs to be looked after yo yeah. you gotta go check on what the fuck are they doing because mm-hmm. oftentimes and i guess this is this this can happen in anyone's family but i think something that goes on with um black folks families a lot of times we haven't had the resources to get certain things checked, checked out, out or taken care yes. of right so we're already dealing with a distrust of the medical system because mm-hmm. of all the things that they've done to us or whatever mm-hmm. then sometimes we're dealing with lack of resources we yeah. don't have the finances to go to the doctor every fucking time you think i'm gonna take you to the doctor just now because you're having some sort of mental break yeah you're gonna ride through this you don't like fucking eating sandwiches with the bread this yeah. way we'll just make, make it the it other way and we'll accommodate yes. you and move on you know what i'm saying yep. so, and then if sometimes if people need closer medical care but maybe they have a nurse there all the time mm-hmm. we don't have that right oh we can't afford to put them mm-hmm. in a, a nursing facility yeah. or you know all these things so we just you know check up on them yes mm-hmm. yes um so it was good we see Ern who goes to check up on his uncle yeah. who is at the crib wilding Wow. A little bit. He's holding a woman hostage. Yes. Which we know happens, which I know firsthand. <laughs> Sometimes you just be held hostage. Hold her hostage because mm-hmm. he, he thinks she took $50 yeah. from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has an alligator. He's got a pet alligator in the in the apartment. And I enjoy that feeling because in, uh, I don't know what goes on in white neighborhoods. Maybe you guys have shit too. What is that? Sandlock? Isn't there a Sandlot? That yeah. movie. Isn't there like a big dog or some yeah. shit? We know that like white communities have their shit too. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't care. So <laughs> it just reminded me of like in every black community, there's like an alligator man or there's yeah. like, oh, that's the guy that has the snake. Or there's like, oh, that's so-and-so. That's, you know, Lisa's son. Yeah. Like, wild and stay away from him. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always these Mine was quarter stories. water. What was, was, was a quarter a guy, water guy? No, it was a guy in our neighborhood uh-huh. who um, I'm going to assume that he was schizophrenic. Okay. But we just all knew who he was. He was quarter water. He would box with the invisible people that we couldn't oh, see and curse right. them out. But none of us were scared because that was quarter water mm-hmm. and he was a part of the community still. Right, right, right. It's like, right. oh, quarter water, quarter water bottle. Like, he's just. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, everyone kind of has, yes. like, yes. the person in the right, neighborhood. Right, 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 right. And you would still all kind of look out for them. Yes. It's like, oh, that's so and so's family. You know, they're no, they're no harm. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about him. He's okay. Yeah. Because we've all established that he's okay mm-hmm. and if he gets out of line one of us is going to take care of yeah, it you exactly. know what i mean so so yes it was cool to see cat williams as alligator man and high key low key we all know that he's alligator man anyway yes he, he is, is someone that we he is the community uncle yeah, you know what i'm saying check we check up, up on, him. on him we see what he's doing mm-hmm. is he okay sometimes he's wilding yeah usually he has a very good explanation <laughs> yep <laughs> He like part of it is truth and part of it is mm-hmm. a little weird yeah. like when he beat up that little boy do you remember that yes he got into the fight with this little kid he was like that kid was taller than me i did not know that he was a child <laughs> yeah 
You know, he's in recovery. Yes. He's like, he is and he's also, uncle. He's all this stuff uncle. you're saying, Ash, also makes me appreciate the fact that he still leaned into this role. Yes. You know, yes. because that is actually That's him. truth. That's honesty. Yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. He so, has self-awareness. Exactly. So I like that. I didn't even yes. think about that piece. Right, right, right. It. And something also that I enjoy just with, with consuming black media by black creators and shit is that you can see the love in the role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like... Donald Glover chose him. Somebody chose him for that. Yeah. Somebody said, ain't nobody think about Cat Williams like that. Somebody mm-hmm. was like, oh, you know who would be perfect for, for this? this? Cat, Cat Williams. Williams. And everybody would love to fucking see him. Yes. Honest, and then honestly, collectively, because I was still watching How to Get Away with Scandal, mm-hmm. when he appeared on screen, everyone everybody tweeted, is excited. Cat Williams. Yes. Explanation points. Yes. Like, like my timeline yes. was, and I was like, ooh, Cat Williams. Because we love who we love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. And I just loved it, yo. Yeah. I just am really happy it's back. Yeah, I'm it's great. Uh, this season is called Robin Season, which mm-hmm. I love. I love that the season is named a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's really cool. I just love the whole concept of it. I the season so. is named it's named a thing like an album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which this, we know this series That's is like, like surrounded like around yeah, rap and, and shit music, like that or whatever. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I like the opening scene when they actually rob somebody. Yeah. I thought that was cool how like that day started. Like, oh, it's just a regular day. But that's how it be. Yes. That is how it be. Yes. Like, it just be a regular ass day mm-hmm. and like shit you know just what? be happening. I'm going to rob somebody Every today. time, Fuck every time, but I've never robbed someone. But every time I've gotten to some shit. Allegedly. No, I've never robbed oh, okay. anyone. That's good. I think that's evil. Okay. I've never and i've never had that much need a lot of times right, people have right great right need. right yeah um i've never had that much need and they talk about that on yeah show. yeah um but a lot of times when i've gotten into shit it was like on some regular ass you just get up like you don't even like mm-hmm. no one wakes up like i'm about to get into some shit yeah yeah it's, it's a like regular, regular day, day. you hang with your friend and you're like oh shit word and shit just happens it's and then it also shows how easily you could fall into the wrong things. Yeah. This is it's mad easy. It's yeah. not like people always try to make it seem like it's a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Like it's mad easy. Sometimes it's the difference between just one person in the room be like, nigga, we not doing that. Yeah. And somebody being like, oh, okay, I guess. Or if you don't even know if something is happening, like yes. you could just be in a car. You could just be in a car yes. with the people and someone, someone has a gun in a car. Like right. you just mm-hmm. don't know, and I may have got caught up like that once. I'm not going. You not told everybody, right? no, maybe another situation. Okay. But like I'm just saying, you could just yes. be like, I'm gonna go with my friends and get in a car. Now you in a car, and mm-hmm. somebody has a gun, and then they get in an argument. But yes. somebody else in another car. Like you just, mm-hmm. and now you're in a car, and maybe now you're an accessory, mm-hmm. and now everyone's saying that that's the life you chose, and it's like, nah, I just did actually I, was going to the store that did day. I, did I choose this? I was yeah. just taking a ride to the store. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> so I like how it kind of kind of you see that mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah we didn't plan to speak about this but that's how i feel about the show the shot mm-hmm. you kind of just see people just living their lives on and kind showtime. of yeah on yeah. showtime that they're just living their lives yes. and then sometimes you might fall into shit sometimes you mm-hmm. might not and blah blah blah, blah. but i'd like that it's not like it's not so like back when we were younger but we had like boys in the hood but it was like these, misery these, black these misery. people chose to be gangsters right these people like right, right like the, right. like there's this clear path as to what to what to do and what not to do when mm-hmm. it's not really that um singular as yes. far as you know yes. that so and right yeah like you're like none of us are so far removed from any of that yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. like when you are living in under white supremacist patriarchal capitalism like none of us are too far away from getting into some shit yeah you know what i'm seriously, saying seriously seriously <sighs> 
So back Sorry. to the happy place. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, was, I was about to go down a spiral. I heard your noise. People getting killed in front of their kids <laughs> no, and shit no. by police and this all is type happy of. Happy time. Happy time. Woo. Yeah. So I enjoyed that episode. I enjoy that they use what is his name? Lakeith's character. I don't mm-hmm. know that. What is that actor's name? Isn't it Lakeith something? I Stansfield don't know. or something like. That? No idea. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. I don't even know why I was trying to bring him up. <laughs> you just yo. wanted to talk about I him. I fucking forgot. But anyway, I appreciate his character. He talked about Florida Man. I love that concept. Yeah. <laughs> Florida Man does this. Like, he's a, like he's this one <laughs> mystical. Like, he's the boogeyman. <laughs> Florida Man is modern day boogeyman. Because somebody in Florida is always wilding <laughs> and doing something crazy. I love that. Oh, God. But uh, another thing I really like about the show, Atlanta, is that they you can tell they pay attention to the conversations that we have on Twitter. Yeah. But they know how to, unlike that other show, she's got to have it. Mm-hmm. They know how to deliver it in ways that doesn't feel forced. Yes. So it just shows maybe how connected the writers are t- to the community right. that is tweeting these It things. feels like they're a part of the conversation yeah. as opposed to so, watching a conversation exactly. happen. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and it's important that we continue that because I'm thinking of TV when we were younger, TV movies when we were younger, mm-hmm. because we weren't able to just openly have these conversations like we are now because we didn't have social media. Right. There, although we do have stuff we love, but there was... I feel like there was still like a disconnect. Like there was mm-hmm. still like people kind of blaming us for what happens in the hood. There was still people, you know, like all yeah. of these um, things that we're able to like in real time have these conversations about. Right. So you kind of just know that like, nah, mm-hmm. at this point. Something happens on the news and we can all collectively be like, nah, yeah, together. together. And talk about how things were addressed and create content like surrounding how we feel about that. Exactly. So, so that's really, really cool. Did you watch Cat Williams' Netflix special? I did. I watched it, I think, in January, okay. though. But okay. I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. I was mm-hmm. laughing. It was so good. I really enjoy Cat Williams. Like, yeah. he's generally paid for things. I actually mm-hmm. paid for seeing him live. Mm-hmm. This is, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago right. or whatever. But it was, like, I had to see him because yeah. he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, for me, I didn't know what it was until I saw that comedy that's special on mm-hmm. netflix but mm-hmm. i don't feel harmed afterwards mm. what do you think it is about his comedy that you don't feel harmed i don't i don't know if it's because he's small i don't know i just <laughs> don't <laughs> what the fuck i don't know i think Yo, he's just really trying to make me laugh I, no honestly this right. is what it is he's mm-hmm. just really trying to make me laugh mm-hmm. he is not trying he's not a shock value person right he's not trying to stir the pot yeah. he's not trolling mm-hmm. he's just like once you just hear what he has to say and laugh at right, it. Right, right, right. Which is the comedy I prefer. That motherfucker is delightful. <laughs> He's a little sweaty, delightful man. All right. His swoop bang always stuck I to love his forehead. It. I love it. I love that he's honest. Yeah. I love that he's feeling himself. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's always wearing something that, that is doesn't make any sense to me. And it's and I fucking love it every makes second no sense of it. To me. And we're like, you know what? That did need sequence right there. Okay. <laughs> That well, shit, them sneakers, they should be platinum. My dude, why is your boat buckle so big? I'm here for it. I'm here <laughs> for every black ass second of it because he is legit an uncle aging before our eyes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And I love it, yo. Yeah. I mm-hmm. really do. I really, really do love it. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot and I also did not feel abused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he talks about, I feel like pimp life is like interwoven in his, into his, in his stuff, brand, but yeah. I still don't feel Ex- abused by it mm-hmm. or exploited by it. It seems yep. like... I don't know. It seems like an honest take. And I know that there are other people doing honest takes, but they still feel so abusive. I wish that I could 
pinpoint the difference but i did i just enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and um maybe maybe there's an element of like we all have that uncle and he's that uncle and maybe it's easier to accept or enjoy some of like the problematic stuff Mm -hmm. because we feel like he doesn't mean any harm and i and it could also be the ownership like when he says problematic Mm -hmm. stuff he's like he knows it is he knows he's ridiculous yeah Yeah, it's like you know so yes. I, that that could be it also because yes. there's ownership in his problematic right. stuff and i also feel like he's not tr- so i feel like when he's being problematic he's not trying to include us in it and be like don't y'all feel yeah, like Cause i feel yeah. like a lot of comedians be like y'all know that did it he's, he's just talking about himself yeah this yeah. is how i feel you know what i'm saying yeah. this is how i feel about this this is what i think about it and not trying to rally the crowd into some toxic direction exactly you know yep. he's like this is my truth you can fuck with it you can or not i'm gonna still leave here and be arrested yeah. or not <laughs> you know um with a sweaty forehead. i wonder with a sweaty ass forehead i wonder what he got paid to do that special Hmm. you know in light of um the whole like monique situation like i, I want to know what at, all these niggas are making yeah i, I want to i need to know i want to know i want to see it yeah that's what? how i feel about no but that's how i feel about everything on netflix now yeah everything yes this has nothing to do with the conversation mm-hmm. but i wanted to i should have elaborated this but mm. whatever anyone who has um partaken in hood literature mm-hmm. the book true to the game okay there's a movie on it of it on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I know okay. it's going to be a pile of hot shit, but I can't wait. Mm. I didn't think about it till I was on my way to the studio. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, Two to the Game is on Netflix. Right. That was like one of, of the hood books I enjoyed. And okay. to see that mess, good mm. mess, not bad right, mess, right, 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 right. on film, I just, I can't, you know, I, like it. I can't wait to watch it. Right. So libations to True to the Game being on Netflix. Libations to that. Can't wait to watch it cool i have not read that because i don't like books but <laughs> maybe i'll listen to the audiobook <laughs> just watch the movie oh, okay, I'll, watch the movie. I'll do that speaking of netflix comedy specials yeah you mentioned i did i actually watched a little bit of that marlon wayne special how was that mostly because i wanted to know why does marlon wayne's have a special on netflix right is he even a stand-up comedian until now I feel Isn't like Isn't he no. like a comedic, That's his first comedic actor? Right. This is his first special. I feel like he has done stand up, but I don't I heard feel like I heard he, he started done... doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the past two years he's been doing stand up right, or whatever. Right, right. But he's generally a comedic actor. Yeah. He was not terrible, but he it's was, like he was not great. Right. It's like to me it's like everything that I expect from you know marlon the what guy who did white chicks yeah marlon he likes mm-hmm. body humor he likes contorting yeah, his body and um, shit he does that yeah he says ridiculous shit he makes faces i i think that they are i think that they're intelligent and smart and talented but in the same sentence i think that they're not that bright he's not that bright yeah you know what i'm saying just in terms of like like he's stupid he's one of those dudes like oh you stupid yeah you know what i'm saying like we'll say ignorant stuff he was doing that saying ignorant shit and trying to rally everybody with it and that was irritating because he needs that make it hot right <laughs> what is wrong with that's you? what he used to do on a show oh my god what show when he was on oh, the, when he right, was on attempting the, his when on the show the wayne the brothers, brothers he uh-huh. was becoming he was being becoming a comedian uh, oh was, right wasn't make he it, hot. it was like he didn't he didn't he like yeah flop he flopped yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah same same thing i happened. enjoyed that show i feel like I wasn't expect. I expected very little from watching it. I yeah. was wondering how did he get so many people in this theater? It was a big theater. It was full. <laughs> I was like, "What did they pay? Did he pay them?" It like, been free. Ha- maybe um, it could have been free. I was like, "Yo, what is happening right now? What is happening?" But I will say, 
that if you are somebody who has ever been entertained by anything that they've done or whatever, I was entertained. I was entertained. I didn't finish it. I watched the first half. I will watch the the rest of it. I want to say a few things. Okay. So one, at the top of the show, you said it takes little to impress you. (laughs) So there's that. No, I said it takes little to excite me. It takes a lot to impress me. Okay, there we go. I was excited. I was excited. I was not impressed. (laughs) So there's that. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it. I did see it in like the suggested shit mm-hmm. and i was like offended like why are you suggesting this to me you don't even know me <laughs> netflix do you know me right. who's been in here, been in here? Yeah. um honestly when it comes to the wayans for me and their comedy i love them together i love when yeah. they do things together yeah. but i notice when they're standalone mm-hmm. when i can't they need mm-hmm. to play off of somebody's right. energy that understands their energy too i yeah. guess yeah so i'm usually not into them together because even like when i think when i really think about and live in color and stuff the characters that we like are into mm-hmm. are either not them or they're characters that they do when they're with someone else right you know like yeah the characters that we love from a living color aren't really the wayne's people right except for homie the clown mm-hmm. which is damon but mm-hmm. yeah it's not mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, no i feel you not. i feel you i think they um, just got mad siblings so you just you like gotta fuck with them or you get fucked up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, they're good sibling performers there they are they are. I did like that time forever ago when they were all on Oprah together. And um, oh, I think I did. What they when they're together, they, they, is, they love each other magical. so much. Oh my goodness, I love it. Kim I, Wayans beat up uh, Marlon because he was going to give her the dirty chicken. I still remember that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love. I would like to see them do more shit together. I really do um, mm-hmm. enjoy them, and I think they're a great example of like family, like doing shit with totally, family. You know? Totally. Totally. Um, I am kind of mad at them. This is personal stuff. Okay. Because when I'm a person from a large family, and my mm-hmm. mother's always comparing us to the Jacksons and the Wayans because we are not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> what? Because there are like these families of entertainment where they everyone is like doing the thing. Do no, my parents never wanted us to do anything. Okay. But like when they're like comparing like all of these kids who are like, you see the Wayans and all of them are like doing that. Right. You see the Jacksons, all of them are entertainment. My parents are like, what? y'all are not doing anything. Oh, it's like, we're just being regular people with jobs. Can we do that? That's, That's kind of like a joke that my mother has. My mom, my parents are like, you going to graduate high school or not? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, he was entertaining. He entertained the crowd. Like everybody that looked... Well, maybe that's where they pan the camera. But everybody looked into it, and I think he did the things that he does well, very mm-hmm. well. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. does body stuff really well. He ran down, and he interacted with the crowd a little bit, and that was, like, a cute little moment or whatever. Um, he's ridiculous. So I, th- I think he did being ridiculous very well. I, he did being an ignorant black man at the age of 45 very well also, like, because there's so many of them. You know what I'm saying? So he misgendered um, Caitlyn Jenner that's a few times. That's not something that's hard to do, though. What be ignorant or to, to ignorant. play into that? Yeah. Like oh no, no, no! It's not hard to do. It's so not hard that's to what I'm do. saying. That's why right. he did it well. Cause yeah. That's, yeah. That's not something. It's not hard. He it, wasn't acting. Ignorance is yeah. easy. But I want to know what he was paid. I want to know what he I was paid too. for that. I want to know what he was paid. I want to know why he was paid. I want to know yes. what was the draw. I want to know because he is not someone who was mentioned or like Marlon. Mm-hmm. He is not even the Wayans that like. He's not the Wayans comedian. Yeah. He's not. He's not Keenan or Damon. Those are the no. ones that you know to do stand up. stand up motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. The other ones you know as comedic actors. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? What? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found that I found it interesting that he had a special and that people were there actually in the room. Roland Martin's No Next Self was in the audience cackling. He seemed uh, to be having a good time, but I wasn't surprised by that. <laughs> Oh, and then he quoted a few lines from, like, some of his movies. And it actually fit. 
I don't know. Something okay. about him was funny and problematic and mad corny, but I still enjoyed it. I wonder how people feel Put about that on my them. headstone. She was funny, problematic, mad corny, but I still enjoyed her. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> I wonder how people feel about him, though, because in the comedic world, stand-up comedians usually translate. They can become actors usually more streamlined, mm. but a comedic actors come going into stand-up is usually like a no mm-hmm. i think he might get a pass because he's motherfucking marlon wayne's like and and he comes from this comedic name. dynasty yeah comedic dynasty and he's been in the game for a long time mm-hmm. and been like a writer producer i think if he was just a comedic actor that might be a little bit more like what the fuck are you doing, doing? but like they have like written films and produced things and like you know he's had his hands and all that so i feel like he might Get a little bit of a pass for that. I don't know. So I feel like somebody will be like, well, actually, and they'll hit us with an article. <laughs> you know how listeners, I feel our listeners be knowing. I feel it coming and now I'm upset. But yeah, that's usually the um, the beef that comedians, stand-up comedians have with like comedic actors that yeah. they think that since, since stand-up comedians are usually able to cross over into acting, that mm-hmm. comedic actors think they could cross over into stand-up and that they'd be like, no, you can't. Right, right. So, he wasn't, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Okay. It wasn't terrible. I, I guess Marlon. I still remember when you yelled at me in transit when I was in high school. The sneaker store. You have to tell that story again. Briefly. I said it on the show before. I know it was so long ago though. Like, oh, okay. I, we have listeners. No, I was who, asking. I don't know. Oh yeah, you did. I, okay. You did. So when I was a young chap, um, oh, when God. I was in high school, there was a store called Transit. I don't know if it still exists. It is in um, the village. That's what we used to call it when I was younger. What I don't do they know. Call but, it now? I don't know. I don't know what these kids is calling knows, things. But yeah, the village. They actually work down there now. And I'm, every time I get off the train, I'm like, this place is so fucking dry it's, now. There's nothing but, there. There's no stores there. It used to, to be, be That's where you could go and find shit that no one would know. Yeah, like or you. just go and hang out. It used it's to just, be Yeah, live. I used to hang out. It in the village live. when Celebrities I was in high school. Be out there yeah, it's just walking shit, around. Just walking around or whatever. It was, it was like summertime. The shit was live, yes. and now it's just like this is what rich white people wanted. Yeah, they it's wanted like to fucking Fifth Avenue move castrate there. the whole all of New York and just fucking make it their own place to get it's green horrible. smoothies and fucking ride their it's bikes horrible. and jog. Yo. It was so much better when I was in high school. Goodness. So anyway, we would, so transit sneaker store. Yeah, we in the would, village. Yeah, we would just like after school, we would just always run up and down the village, going to stores, whatever. So we're in the store, and he brought mad shit. And of course, he's really fucking tall. So it was like big ass tall Marlon Wayans mm-hmm. in the place. I didn't realize um, he was that tall. He's really tall. But I'm also really short. So there's that. There's that. Mm-hmm. So I guess he brought what he brought. We didn't like go to him or whatever. Could be because of me because I'm very like, I'm not going to them. Mm-hmm. And whatever. So we didn't go to him to say like, oh, it's Marlon. So mm-hmm. when he went to leave the store, the alarm went off. And I was like, oh, Marlon is stealing. And then he was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Then he left the store. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I will always remember that. You would be that kid, yo. <laughs> he's stealing. Here he's stealing. You would be that kid. All I right. Well, be. I always enjoy that story. <laughs> Tell it again in another twenty-five episodes. Yes, I will. I'll be here for it. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of comical shit, um, we got some tea mail. Oh, let's take a break real quick. Yes, and let's then do let's that. get back to the tea mail. Sounds good. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? 
what every year is all about. Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. All right. Okay. That was T- a nice break. Yes, it was. <laughs> T motherfucking mail. Mail. Um, so this letter comes from Nick. And Nick says, oh, guys, if you want to send us T-mail, anyone. <laughs> Anybody. If you want to send us T-mail, you can hit our inbox at twoquenandj at gmail.com and send us your T-mail. Yes, we love them. You can also um, shoot us a message via our website. There's a contact page there, and you can write us T-mail there. We will get it. We will get it. All right. So Nick says, hi, Queen and Jay. Um, Before I start, I want to say that I love your show, and I really appreciate your perspectives. Now, if I may, I have a pit. And just because we're doing a spot of tea episode for anyone who doesn't know what the pit is the pit is the segment of our show where we fucking throw some undesirables in there and people who are pissing us off we throw them in the people who destroy pit. black joy yes so we welcome this pit i have a pit i'd like to throw white people into the pit yay oh there's a reason <laughs> now now you might be thinking quote duh but today i'm specifically talking about them ruining apes for black people i love apes if there's an (laughs) if there's an ape special on nat geo wild i'm watching it if there are apes in a movie i'm watching it pictures sounds i love it all when my son who's 10 now was a baby i bought him the cutest mommy's little monkey pajamas and didn't really think twice my daughter who's four now had a t-shirt saying the same thing that i didn't think about until one day she was wearing it when we went to the grocery store in the wider part of town as soon as i realized it it, i became both self-conscious and angry that i even had to feel that way so fuck white people for that now i'd like to pour libations (laughs) for black panther and the jabari tribe I read an interview with Winston Duke, that's the guy who played Mbaku, Mm -hmm. uh, Lord of the Jabari tribe, where he talked about how it was his idea to add the grunting because Wakanda hadn't been colonized so they wouldn't have the same hangups that all the rest of us have. That made me feel joy and anger all over again. So again, fuck white people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for anybody, y'all have all hopefully seen the movie by now, but but Nick is talking about the uh, ooh sound Mm -hmm. that uh the jabari tribe makes or whatever and our collective black american or worldwide actually hang up 
about black folks and apes because white people decided that we were akin to so apes, apes because black people are animals so they're fucking monkeys which is why if you google it uh if you use the white man's google and google cartoons of president obama you will see, see? caricatures yeah. of him drawn as an ape and michelle drawn obama as- drawn as an ape um, so that's a frequent thing that's used around the world uh, to degradate black folks. So again, we say it with you, fuck white, white people. people. Nick goes on to say, now I need actual advice. My best friend is homophobic and doesn't believe that she is because she follows gay and trans people on social media and calls some of them friends. I don't think she hears that she sounds exactly like the quote, I have black friends, racist people that we can't stand. I know that we all have family and friends that have bigoted views and we still love them, but this is really bothering me and I don't know how to handle it. Do you have any similar issues with people that you love and can offer, and can you offer any advice? Thanks for doing what you do, Nick. Well, thanks for that, Nick. Thank you, Nick. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I that. I enjoyed it a lot. I also wish that I could freely enjoy apes without thinking about all the racist things that white people have said and done and associating us with apes and animals and shit. Yeah, when you when you were talking about the apes, I was thinking about watermelon and how mm-hmm. white people have ruined that Yeah. also yeah. for the black Americans. Yep, yep, yep. There are black people who will not eat watermelon We are not work. those black Americans. We are not. I will eat a whole ass watermelon. I'll, I'll put my one. face in it. I'll eat a bowl of watermelon at my desk at a side of fried chicken. And ordered the watermelon drink. That's right. It's like, you know. I like those things. See, the reason why I like those things mm-hmm. is because I know it makes them uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> you created this shit to make me feel bad and I'm going to order the watermelon drink mm-hmm. so y'all can get quiet and mm-hmm. I can be like, yeah, I did. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. I did it. I did watermelon. It. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. They have ruined things that could mm-hmm. just be innocent things. Yeah. Um, but and this yeah. is that's another that's another um thing that I think weathers black folks mm-hmm. and like our health and shit like that because we have to think about all this extra shit yeah. that white people never have to think, think about, about in their day to day shit. No, nope. that's like extra stress and all that shit. But yeah, they don't get they don't fucking I don't know get tense when they see a potato like you know no, like they don't. No, I don't know why I said potato, but just, I know why you said it. And yeah. it was racist. <laughs> anyway, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, they don't, but yeah. they don't. Even right. with that being, like, a racist thing, they don't get tense mm-hmm. because I offer them potatoes. They right. be like, thanks for the potatoes. Yeah. Like, give me that potato Give me them taters mm-hmm. and I eat it, you know? I'm going to make a mayonnaise and potato potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> give me those potatoes. I love potatoes oh, and mayonnaise. Um, so, to the second part of your letter, I do have some things for you. I think that a lot of people who are homophobic, transphobic, or anti anti-LBGTQ generally think that because they're okay with someone living that that mm-hmm. means that they've done enough I don't want to kill you I mean you should be able to yeah, do whatever when I, you want to do when I, I don't want to yeah, yeah your existence doesn't make me want to like I'm not calling you slurs yeah mm-hmm. so they think that they're doing enough they right. think that their tolerance mm-hmm. is actually being accepting tolerance and that is not, is not the same thing mm-hmm. um tolerance is actually like nothing yeah tolerance is what keeps basically the person's still alive (laughs) but that doesn't mean that that's enough and that doesn't mean that they're accepted so maybe if it's explaining what those two things are Mm -hmm. because i think she thinks that because she's tolerating that that means that she is not um phobic right or queer phobic or whatever Mm -hmm. also what helps me when i explain these things to people is that and it's crazy that you have to do this but i think this is just how the mind works maybe Mm -hmm. but i think you have to kind of make it 
centered to her blackness in that space. So like, just like how you said in the letter, she's black. Oh yeah, I'm assuming she's black. Okay. Um, my assumption is she's black. Okay. I just assume everyone is black until they tell me they're not black. Okay. Let's work from that right yeah, now. Yeah. So sure. I'm assuming she's black. If you explain it to her in that way, like you're kind of saying it's kind of like the black friend. Like that's not mm-hmm. kind of like you said in the letter. Like that's not right. enough. Like I remember I had a friend who is very not so much anymore because they're still my friend. So mm-hmm. I still had to keep beating these things down their throat. Yeah. Who's very homophobic. And didn't know she was homophobic until I started pointing out these things. So, like, you think because you hang out with them and you shop with them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm mostly talking about gay men. Because that was the friends Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. association with um, the queer community. You think because you do things with them and you have fun with them that that means that you're tolerant. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, you're not. Because the only reason you have them around is for your entertainment, basically. Mm -hmm. And if you cannot... The thing that was destroyed... Destroyed I broke the camera's back when I had to break down to her that she was homophobic was when... Remember the first season of How to Get Away with Murder? And Mm -hmm. it had so much great... um, Good gay sex. Good man-on-man scenes that was just... They were just good, Mm -hmm. right? And she was disgusted Mm. like disgusted and i'm like she wasn't even disgusted in the sense of like maybe a parent seeing sex on tv Mm -hmm. it was because it was men right so i'm like this is how i know you're homophobic Mm -hmm. and no it's not because i'm this person you know i hang out with him i said yeah but them living their full self Mm -hmm. they have sex right Right. You're offended by them being yeah. their full self. That is a part. Mm-hmm. And if you are somebody it. who is comfortable watching, watching uh, straight S- sex, sex on yeah. television, mm-hmm. then like whatever experiences that you have as a straight person or as a cis person or whatever experiences you have as like the norm, yeah, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right, the acceptable standards yeah. for uh, American society or whatever society. Whatever experiences that you have that are positive, folks who are LGBTQ and other, they deserve those same experiences. Yeah, they do. They deserve to see the same things that you see. They deserve to have the same full life that you're allowed to have. have. And I was talking to someone else about this, like, like um, I guess parents, when it comes to their gay children, it's not enough to be like, I accept that this is the life that you want to live. Like, we need to still be offering our children, okay, am I fully, am I talking to you about your butterflies and your yeah. adolescence and, mm-hmm. like, the people that you like at school? Yeah. And all, they deserve that full experience. Because it's not just something that they're doing. Like, right. it's not, like, I accept the life you want to live. Right, like, no, right, this is right. their life. This is their life. This is, this their is life. who they are, yeah. right? So in adolescence, are we talking about, oh, who do you have a crush on how is that going and did it and, and engaging in the same them. ways that she would if absolutely. you had a straight child absolutely absolutely so it's really straight about yeah it's really about engaging whatever person's full self yes. and if you are not doing that then you have a problem you do you have a problem and the safest thing to do is to i would say remove yourself from that situation and don't be a fucking like mm-hmm. hindrance you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't know wait you're telling i'm saying telling nick to remove no, sorry, sorry. I guess I'm talking about um, people who are not accepting of people's full selves yeah. and full full lives mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, like 
I just feel don't go and hang out with them and shop with them and shit like that. That's, if you're yeah, not accepting that's how I feel. Or welcoming yeah. of their mm-hmm. whole ass self. If they yeah. can't, if your other homegirls talk to you about their their straight sex life, and okay. when your homeboy is like, oh, I was dating this guy and we started having no sex, sex, and and, and, you're like, nah, and you can't handle your brain can't yeah. handle that shit, then maybe you should opt out of that friendship because you're not you're not presenting them the option of a full yeah. uh, friendship yeah. in, the, in the ways that you would do that with your straight yeah. um, counterparts. Exactly. I usually you know I saying? have issues with that when it. When it, and I'm speaking of black women only because that's the most women experience I have. Yeah. But when they're that's usually like that, so they want the black gay friend mm-hmm. or whatever for the accessory part. So he's right. gonna help me shop and he's gonna help yep, me make gonna my apartment look shop. cute. He's gonna make me feel good about myself, myself and tell me I look good or I look bad. Stuff, he's an accessory, and it's like, who is this whole person? Like, right. why are you not? Who is this person? Yeah. And when I started noticing that, is when I was. That's what. Well, I always knew I wasn't homophobic, but that's when I really knew because mm-hmm. I'm like, I was important for me to see people taking the whole person. Mm-hmm. So when I see when I see that, not so much anymore. But when I saw black women do that to these black men, these black gay men, I'm mm-hmm. always kind of like, be like, yo, like what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. do you know him? No, right? Like, can he the same way that? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically what we're saying here. Yeah. But like taking the whole person and um, for queer people who have who interact with the streets mm-hmm. make sure they're taking you in as a whole person also right. like make that a priority you deserve that you do mm-hmm. make that a priority mm-hmm. because they will use yeah and sometimes it's just a matter of like saying something about it mm-hmm. you know sometimes your friends can can learn they have the capacity to learn yeah and other times that might be it yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they might not be able to take the criticism they might have fucking straight fragility and not be able to handle being challenged yeah. on the way that they interact and um, that's when you know the line is probably like we're just co-workers or right. we're just this because there are people that you interact with that mm-hmm. don't get you don't get deep yes with. that yes. happens but mm-hmm. you know that person's probably not right. a friend just... it reminds me of all the white friends i've cut off because you're not really not my friend mm-hmm. if i can't talk about why black lives matter yeah if i can't like be my full self with you yeah and talk about my experience as a black person or if i can't tell you oh my goodness me and my homegirls were joking about this shit and yeah. white people are the butt of the joke if you can't handle that then i we can't we and can't i do think this. that's why we we i figured this out on the show i think that's mm-hmm. why the white friends i have i kind of i will always say i don't have white, i forget white, that they're white because it's, cause not it's a just, toxic i never experience. it was not something i have to think about all the right, time when i'm interacting with right. them um, and your safety is usually with non-white people yeah yeah folks. exactly right. so mm-hmm. like see that as a queer person yeah. like if you can't be yourself and you can't interact in ways that mm-hmm. you need to interact to be to live your full ass self then mm-hmm. like don't fuck with them motherfuckers don't fuck with them <laughs> so we hope you answered we hope you answered your questions we hope we answered your question wait what did i say we I hope know. you answered your question <laughs> yeah because you gotta do the work yourself now <laughs> so we have another letter and this one is all the way from south africa i said it like like it was mailed <laughs> like it has stamps on it no but actually i like we do have we seem to have like a great following in south africa yeah yeah a lot of interaction with south african listeners afropunk south africa was good yo yeah like send them email something tell them about tv community because we want to be there Mm -hmm. just saying Mm -hmm. so the subject of this email is t-mail from south africa (laughs) creative (laughs) i like it Hello, I am Lorado from South Africa and 25 years old. I listened to the I listened to the latest episode, number 143 of the show, which a part of it really resonated with me. Firstly, I would love to say how much I love and appreciate the both of you. I have learned a lot. I have learned a lot about how to be a better person 
women especially in a country where we are still a little bit behind. For that, I am grateful. I believe Queen mentioned how she has had to allow herself to be her full self, especially when it comes to how people might perceive her. I struggle with that because I tend to find it harder to warm up to people and to have them warm up to me. I usually keep myself closed and away from people, especially at school. This separation from people at times makes them feel like I'm a bitch, hard to work with, and sometimes that I don't even care about what I am doing. I would just like to know how the both of you have been able to break that barrier, especially since I want to be more personable. That's in quotations. Now, I don't want to change. My way has helped me distance myself from negative people, but I want to be less unapproachable. I know this has been a long email. I also have an editing issue. <laughs> you sound like Jay. But thank you for helping a Zulu woman get get closer to realizing what her feminism looks like and how I can help and uplift the woman back home. And Gia Banga, thank you. Regards, Lorado. So thanks for this letter. Do you want to start? I, when I first read this letter, I am assuming... And please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming that you are um, working and going to school in a predominantly black space. Mm -hmm. And so that your interactions are not fueled uh, with a certain perhaps racial tension that I think that you and I sometimes experience Mm -hmm. at work. And so oftentimes when I'm being treated in this kind of way or assumed to be a bitch or whatever, it's it's because or I feel like it's because um, I'm black Mm -hmm. and I'm a black woman and people hate us. You know what I'm saying? so I, I wasn't sure how to, I guess, how to read that. But I guess it's the same shit, especially she was talking about um, the way that women are treated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I yeah. It. So I, I guess it's, it's the same type shit. What what I do, I feel bad because I don't, I don't, I also don't want you to change. And I also don't want us to keep like jumping through hoops to make other people believe who we actually are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like being someone different to do that. What I have found helpful is I, when I'm in a workspace or doing something collaborative, I try to celebrate other people, right? Mm -hmm. So like I'm working on something and somebody else will do something that like contributes to whatever the larger project will be. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, um, oh, that's cool. Or yeah, that piece of this, what you did was really great. Or in an email, on an email chain, I'll acknowledge someone else's work while talking about whatever I'm doing or whatever. And I think that doing that, and I try not to lie. Like, it's something that I've actually noticed, but maybe typically I wouldn't say anything because mm-hmm. who cares? We're all here to do the fucking job. Yeah. Why do I have to fucking congratulate you mm-hmm. for every five minutes? But I feel like it shows a level of engagement. Like, I'm yeah. paying attention to what we are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to what you're doing. I see you in this type of thing. And then the hope is that, I guess, other people will acknowledge your engagement or um, perhaps return that, you know what I'm saying, favor. Mm-hmm. I don't expect people to do that to me or whatever. I just do it to other people so they know that I'm engaged and um help to break down some of the negativity that they already assume about mm-hmm. me you know what i'm saying yeah for me i wasn't even thinking about work i'm just thinking about my life and just in general mm-hmm. how people take me in especially since i talk about that so much on the show mm-hmm. so for me and my regular ass naima life i don't care yeah i'm not gonna change who i am i don't care usually that is their problem usually i'm used to when people get to know me um 
saying, oh, I thought you were a bitch. Or I mm-hmm. thought you were like me. You know, yeah. You're actually really nice. And this is not. And that, for me, that affirms the fact that that's their problem. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with me because I know who I actually am. I know how I actually am. And I know how I treat people. Right. Um, so I generally don't care. I think I started to care a little bit because of this show mm. and because... Um, People have certain expectations for you when they, when you're someone that they, for lack of better words, are a fan of or that mm-hmm. they favor and all those mm-hmm. things. And I think for me, my issue is, which is I think I'm coming to a point where I don't care anymore, mm-hmm. is that I always want them to feel welcomed okay. because I'm representing something else. Okay. And I'm not just representing myself. Like, this is a show of two people. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that. But now I'm at a point where if I say it enough and people understand how I am and how I interact and how I don't want to always be on and how I don't wanna always want to deal with people or how mm-hmm. that is something that's actually something that's very draining for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if people know that that's who I am, as far as this platform that I'm building for myself, that then it wouldn't matter. Right. Like, I think I got affirmed that when a... I think someone tweeted that they dreamed that they met us and I freaked out and whatever. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they get it. They get right. that this this is like a thing for me where I kind of probably might just want to say hi and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And they know that I'm not being mean to them and they know that I'm not like not appreciating them being mm-hmm. into what I do. Right. Um, but yeah, but like for, as far as a personal level, I think that you should know that you're fine I don't want you to change either because honestly being this way has protected me from a lot of shit. So I agree with you when you mm-hmm. said that, but I think maybe you should not internalize this that much and know that that is, that is a them thing. That is because they do not feel they need that affirmation. They need to feel affirmed in the fact that you like them probably. Mm-hmm. And you've never said you didn't. So why should that be your, why should that be your um, weight to uphold to make them feel better about it? You mm-hmm. never told them you didn't like them. You never, probably never even did anything right. to say that you don't like them or whatever. So like, just understand that that's their baggage and that's something for them to work through. Mm-hmm. And that's not something for you to work right. through. Right. And that anything that you do should be, any shifts that you make, adjustments that you make should be tools and adjustments that you're making for yourself to build your own resources yeah exactly like like the thing that i'm saying complimenting motherfuckers and shit like that that's something that i use to build and maintain my resources so if me doing this makes you feel a certain way and thus you don't fucking um say bad shit about me across the office you know what i'm saying that's a resource that's something that i'm doing for my personal benefit so i don't i i don't I agree with you. Don't think of it as fucking making them feel better or whatever the fuck. Because at the end of the day, it's about you. And yeah. What, what can you get out of this mm-hmm. situation? That yeah, is, totally. Yeah, that's that's not thinking about you. you I know? do think, though, that it is important. Like, because I, obviously I don't know you. But, mm-hmm. like, if you... There are people who are actually mean to people. Mm. Um, And I think that's that's probably what you... That might be the chip on your shoulder where you don't want them to think that you're like this mean, horrible person. But if you're actually not that person, Mm -hmm. then like you're fine. Like if you're actually not terrorizing people's lives, um, that is fine. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to change that. I don't think. I do do things though where I, since I know like I have a bitch face. So um, chronic bitch face. So Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes when I, when people talk to me, I'll like smile a little more. Just so um, it just makes the interaction easier. Mm -hmm. And also smiling makes me a little more interested in what's happening, even though I might Mm -hmm. not really want to 
do it. Right. Um, which co- commonly happens like in workplace settings. You don't always want to fucking hear motherfucker speak. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just smile and you know whatever. So yeah. that's like just like going through the motions. But don't feel like you're not like yeah. being yourself because you're like going through the motions mm-hmm. and do what you gotta do to get through right, your black ass day. Right. I do that shit too. I didn't want to bring it up though. Oh, <laughs> I do that. But I do it too. When people come to my desk, I'll like or call me i'll turn around with a smile usually mm-hmm. i start there because i don't know what you're about to tell me and my face is very expressive uh-huh. and it'll like you know i could die yeah it so, just reminds like, me we were talking to somebody and when we left you were like could you maybe look like you're interested in what they had to say <laughs> i was like i was no, over it no because the thing is that with jay is that jay says yes to everything mm-hmm. so like your face would say you're ready to go but you would still stand there and listen yeah. so it's a tricky pick one <laughs> Which one is it? Pick What's the one. truth? Her What's face, the truth? Her face would be like, shut up. I don't want to hear this. That's the but truth. she would still readily stand there like, okay. Yeah. And I'm always just looking like. Well, not so readily, but definitely still there. <laughs> still like, thinking about how do I strategize? Yeah, how do I get me, out of I this? I would have been like, okay, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, girl. I gotta go. Yeah, whatever. Time to go. But yeah, that's just because, I don't know, lots of interactions. Lots of small talk. Lots of interactions with people I don't have deep connections with mm-hmm. drains me. Yeah. Like it does. I don't like small So I'll be reserving my shit. Right. I'll be like, all right. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. See you, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. I just and... go home and lay across the couch. <laughs> just fucking drained. Just fucking drained. It drains me too. I just be letting it happen. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All so right. yeah, hopefully we um, gave you some stuff you can use for yourself. Good luck. And get us at Afropunk South Africa. <laughs> yes, yo. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um, we did a show. A show in the future and in the past. Which one is it? You decide. What's the truth? Yeah. I was trying to make it rhyme. But all right, all right. So like we said, if you're listening to this on Tuesday daytime or in the morning, you and you are in Austin, Texas, you can still catch us at our Pot and Live South by Southwest um, at Leach's Cantina in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. We'll be there starting at 5 p.m. Tell all your friends. All of them. Be sure to follow us on the social media. So we are on Instagram and Twitter, and that is at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. That is T with Queen and J. Um, visit our website, T with Queen and J dot com. And remember, there is a donate tab there. Give your money to us black women because do it. We said so. That's bitch. right. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. And that's everything. That is everything. That's right. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Wakanda Forever. Black Panther So Lit. lit. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. Word. Disability too white. All Black Lives Matter. Spoony chat. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, Film this. Hashtag T with QJ. That's right. Hashtag pod and South by pod and live South by Southwest. Hashtag pod and live. Hashtag pod and hashtag pods and color. All of them. All yes. of that. All that shit. All that all shit. All that shit. Wow. 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 I don't even have to reclaim my time in here. Like, I feel like y'all just gonna give me my time. I mean, first, I gotta thank God um, <clears throat> because it's interesting. Um, people ask me, how does it feel? You know, are you surprised? And I say, no, I'm not surprised because God saw this all along. So I'm grateful.
That's what I am, I'm a space of gratitude. Um, I just want to thank everyone involved in this amazing honor. Um, it means the world to me that you would take time out of your very busy schedules to say such kind words about me. I'm deeply grateful. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Essence, uh, for providing a space for us to have what I like to call a family reunion mixed with church, mixed with fellowship, mixed with a head nod to the ancestors. And this, this event never fails to refill my cup. Uh, this magazine is much more than pictures of pretty black women with complicated smiles. Articles about how to find a God-fearing black man. <laughs> and ads for cocoa butter and pink lotion. It was a life jacket for a single mother raising two little black girls on the south side of Chicago. It was a how-to guide on how to be a black queen, even when America tries to convince us our crowns are imaginary. Thank you, Essence, for seeing the God in us. I want to thank my chosen family, most of whom are here with me today, sitting at table 17, which I think is a wink from God because I'm born on May 17th. Um, I can't thank you all enough for not only cheering me on, but for lifting me up. I promise to always be here to return the favor. I also like to thank take this time to thank my other family, the one I was born into. Um, I'm grateful that my household was full of a lot of busy black women who couldn't monitor everything I watched or read. <laughs> so I read the autobiography of Malcolm X and saw Love Jones when I was far too young to understand their cultural significance. And I was hypnotized by Spike Lee's stream of consciousness, otherwise known as a film called Do the Right Thing. I'm grateful to those women for punishing me when I misbehaved. Um, often that punishment was not being allowed to watch the newest episode of A Different World. <laughs> and I'd like to take this time to thank you, A Different World, for teaching me how to dream. Thank you for doing episodes about apartheid. Thank you for being the first show uh, to show the world that AIDS is not a moral judgment. Thank you for having Whitley and Dwayne decide to have their honeymoon in LA right around the time when the Rodney King verdict was being handed down. Thank you for doing a wonderful episode called Mammy Dearest, which was about colorism within the African American community. Thank you for teaching me that I'm a voice in this world and I deserve to be heard. But most of all, thank you for helping me realize I was a little lesbian in training. <laughs> I'll admit it, I had a huge crush on Whitley Gilbert. Then Kimberly Reese, and then I realized I want to marry Freddie Brooks, which I low-key feel like I'm about to do because my fiance, Alana Mayo, spends more time thinking about how to make the world a better place than she does thinking about anything else. I love you with my whole body. And every day I thank God that I get to walk through this thing called life with you. And I'm glad I can do that, profess my love to the love of my life, out loud in front of all of you. Who knew that in 2018 that would still be considered a revolutionary act? So many of our black, gay, lesbian, queer, and trans foremothers and forefathers and those that never felt comfortable with either gender had to hide. They made sure not to look at each other too long in the cotton fields. 
They were forced to hide in plain sight at the March on Washington, even though they were the brains behind it. They had to prevent their truth from bleeding onto the typewriters when they wrote about what it meant to be black and human in Harlem in the 1920s. When they were killed by homophobic hands, they tried not to scream too loud as to not bring shame or embarrassment to their families or their race. Even in death, they hid. Hiding, they were forced to hide with hopes that one day we wouldn't have to. And now look at us, still hiding. Hiding because we don't want to lose an endorsement deal. Hiding because we want to be normal. Hiding because we don't want to make white folks feel uneasy. But most of all, hiding because we don't want to make our own people feel uncomfortable. Being born gay, black, and female is not a revolutionary act. Being proud to be a gay, black, female is. The Thanksgiving episode was more than just an episode of television. It was my testimony. And if I was busy hiding, I wouldn't have time to become the first black woman to win an Emmy for outstanding writing in a comedy series. If I was busy hiding, I wouldn't be standing here before you today. If I was still hiding, I would be a shell of a human being. There would be a vacant look in my eyes and a melancholy in my spirit. I realize that it's not just my job to make art. But it's my job to be a light at the end of the tunnel for those other little lesbians in training, sitting in a small town, wondering what life will be like for them when they come of age. It's my responsibility to care more about their well-being than my bank account. It's my job to show them that not only is it completely normal to be gay or bi or trans or non-binary, but it is a gift from God. It means that when he made us, he made sure to give us a thicker skin it means he knew we had the strength to bear a heavier cross than everyone else. One of my favorite movies as a kid was The Wizard of Oz. No shade to the Wiz. <laughs> but I would watch that movie every day as a child. And there's this moment in the movie when Dorothy, Dorothy's presence interrupts the peace in Oz, which forces all the munchkins to go run and hide. So Glinda the Good Witch tells them in a very soothing voice to stop hiding. She tells them to come out. Come out, wherever you are. Don't be afraid. It's interesting how things you hear as a kid take on a whole new meaning when you're an adult. Her words still ring loudly in my ears, especially today. So I ask those of you that are still hiding to come out, come out, wherever you are, please don't be afraid. And I hope that you know that I'm here to hold your hand whenever you decide to jump into this wonderful pool of people who refuse to be hidden. The water is warm. I wanna thank you, Essence, for honoring me with this Vanguard Award. I will cherish it for the rest of my days, just as I will cherish every single person in this room. I love you all, and God bless.